Hey, welcome to another Parent Pivot Podcast. I'm Steve Cummings, along with... I'm Julia Cummings. Hey, we have something special for uh, all the parents out there. We normally just talk ourselves. Occasionally, we have interviewed someone else, but we have a group of people tonight. In fact, we've been talking about the house church that we host on Monday nights. So we have them, and we thought we would try to get their input and stuff. Yes, so you might hear some extra noise, a little background noise. (laughs) Or laughter, or coughing. (laughs) Or laughter. Um, But we're here to just ask these 20-something, 30-somethings. No one's over 35, 40 in here, right? Yeah, 20s and 30s. Yeah, 20s and 30s. And we want to ask them basically either what your parents have done right with you as an adult um, or something that you might wish that they knew or wish that they did or something like that. We're not that. here to blame them. We might want to offer some suggestions or things that would really be helpful in that relationship, right? So yeah. it's all things that we want you to learn. So we thought we'd go to that next generation, yeah. which we've been we've been ministering to for the last 30 years. Yeah. So we just keep, we keep following them. Like sometimes they're, they're going to be like empty nesters or we're going to be from the grave coming up with our, with our canes and asking how empty nesters is going. But yeah. anyway, first up. All right. This is our friend. We're not giving names. Oh, I was Unless you, you, you know what? <laughs> you can, it, that's totally up to you. If you want to say your name, you can. Otherwise, you if can you just, want to rename, me, yeah, remain. My name is um, <laughs> uh, So, um, yeah, I would say I can say something I like, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. Not yet. So, one thing that um, my parents did that really like changed my life, I would say. Um, since I've been an adult was, you know, I, after high school, you know, I was, I was going to college and they were like, Hey, you need to at least like give it a try. I really didn't want to go to college. Um, I just had a bad feeling about, I was like, man, like, I don't know, all the people that I knew that were like really successful, either didn't use their degree or like, or never even had one in the first place. Oh, can you, did any of that get picked up? You're fine. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, and so. Um, anyway, I went to college, I did, I tried it out for a semester and I, I just told my parents, I was like, like, Hey, I don't know about this. You know, like I, I really don't feel like I'm supposed to be here. Uh, just felt like I was wasting my time. I just didn't, I like, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Felt like I was wasting money and I was just like, Hey, um, can I just not do this? And they were, they were helping me pay for it too. So it was kind of like, you know, yeah, it was kind of, kind of this whole thing, but they were like well, yeah, like, yeah, let's, you know, go out and, like, figure out what you actually want to do in the real world, um, and so I did a lot of different things, you know, and I ended up moving away, uh, going to Florida, and they were, it was the same thing, you know, it was like, obviously, they didn't want me to go, you know, um, and then whenever I come back for, for visits, you know, uh, whenever I'm, going to the airport on the way back, my mom would cry and everything. You know, they don't want me to go, but at the same time they do because they know that it's like, hey, you know, he needs to he needs to do his thing and uh, suppressing uh, kind of the desires of my heart would really not be a fruitful path, I don't think. And so, uh, yeah, now I'm, now I'm in Atlanta uh, pursuing an acting career. And they, again, been very supportive of that throughout. So... Yeah, I would just say like not trying to be too overbearing and controlling has been a really uh, fruitful thing in my in my life. So it sounds like you felt the freedom. Mom and dad weren't being manipulative. They did 
maybe have an expectation or a dream to go, gosh, I really wish my son would go to college. So they didn't really come down on you for not wanting to do that, but they said, hey, give it a try. You did. They helped you pay for it. But then when you decided you didn't want to do it, it wasn't like they guilted you into your decisions and what you've been doing. They've been supportive ever since. Yeah, no guilt. No guilt. It was uh, very supportive, yeah. And your relationship is good with them. Yeah, very good. Yeah. That's great. How old are you now? I am 22. Nice. Okay. You're the young pup of the group. I am the young pup. All right. (laughs) 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 No need to clap. This is what happens when you have a lot of actors involved in your church uh, and stuff. uh, It's all about that. All right. Next one. All right. I am thing one. Um, actually, I didn't realize it, but me and uh, Jalalamar over here have a lot of have a lot of parallels. Um, and you know, um, I have the same college story. I was going to community college, really struggling with what did I want to do, where did I want to go. I didn't have community, and I remember my my parents. Uh, my mom specifically just kind of being like, well, you know, it's okay. Just drop out and figure out what you want, and then you can go back when you know. And, you know, that really gave me a lot of peace. I'm like, you know, I'm okay with that. And so I I did that, and I ended up actually deciding I didn't need to go back. And my parents never, never flicked an eyebrow at that. Um because my dad, he, he went to college, and I ended up doing uh, a lot of mission work after that. I went around the world, and um, two things to that. So I remember I really had a passion for a specific country, and one of the coolest things I remember my dad doing, and like just like, uh, just like uh, my friend who went before me, he, you know, they, they'd be sad to see me go. They, they didn't want me to leave. Mm-hmm. But they also supported me fully in it and loved what I was doing. Like um, one of the coolest things I remember my dad doing, I had a special connection to one of the countries I went to and did this trip called the World Race. It's a great thing. Um, and I remember just going, hey, dad, um, I really want to go back to this place. Um, can you help me buy a ticket? And he was like, uh, how much is it? I, I was like, it's like you know, this X amount, hundred dollars. And, and, and he was like, yeah, I can do that. And like, that was, that stuck out in my mind so much mm. still, even to this day, like that was like, I don't know, six years ago. Yeah. And I still remember that. Yeah. And, um, and this is kind of beside it, but happening uh, in the back of my mind, I had this, this calling that I'm only just now realizing to go into acting. A lot of us here are actors and coming from the Midwest, like that's just so not a thing. Mm. It's we're we're farmers and we're yeah. factory workers out there. You yeah. know, acting can seem um, kind of eccentric. Yeah. I think no one says that, but never once did they go, uh, "Hey, did uh, maybe you should consider other options." They supported me in my travels. They cried when I left. Mm. Um, were happy and proud of me and how I handled myself overseas. And then, then they uh, welcomed me back and cried again when I left here for Atlanta. And, wow. and you know, I think that they've really kept that balance of um, being there for me. Like, 
I'm all they're always a phone call away when I need to talk or when I need to I need advice on a life situation and sometimes even when they see something happen they'll be like hey maybe you should um, think about doing this but um, never more than that right. and so they um, they're always there but they haven't in any way helicoptered um, once in a while they might call but they usually they usually let me initiate and so nice. um, they've done a very good job I think of striking that balance that's great. That's awesome. It's good to hear. That's awesome. Love that. Here. All right. Who's next? Oh, here she comes. Here she comes. This is our live wire. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Sorry, I'm waiting. My bad. Um, I'll say my name. My name is Mikhail. How are you all? <laughs> um, I, I want to share something. I think within all... The spaces I'm in, I'm always the immigrant or the immigrant family because I feel like a lot of immigrant children, um, people don't realize when the families come over, because you're learning English English at, su at such a young age, they put more pressure on you. Hmm. And so you're learning documents and doing things of an adult at the age of eight, nine years old. Hmm. So I was very independent at a very young age. Hmm. I think that screwed with my mother's mind, um, and she likes that I'm independent, so when I did go out at the age of 18, there was not a problem. They were like, like you said, uh, live wire. They're like, okay, she needs, to, she needs to get out, you know? But, but at some point, um, you know, the other thing is too, she's a very traditional kind of woman, so um, she thinks a certain way, and though they're great parents, my mother still has her opinions on what I wear, mm. and so she'll so she'll say things like, "That's not modest," and it's like it's shorts up to my knees, <laughs> and like uh, a shirt up to my elbows. But to her, that's like Jesus is watching, and it's like I know. You didn't say where you immigrated from. Oh yes, so my parents immigrated from Haiti. I was the only one that was born in America, um, and they put. I'm not gonna bash them, but they put a lot on me because you know there's not a lot that they knew. So that's fine, I learned a lot at a very young age, but at the same time they relied on me heavily mm. at a young age. Yeah. And so it was good when I did go out and they learned things on their own, but I'm realizing too, a certain way to hold on to me is her, way, her, her wardrobe. And it's like, <laughs> my wardrobe's fine, you know, but. <laughs> Um, but that's just, that's, that's one of the few, I think, little things. If you listen to this mommy, oh, I'm not putting it in, so it's okay. But it's all right. So everything's okay. And, you know, we're people. But, yeah, the, there's, there's pros and cons. But that's one of the cons of growing up is the wardrobe. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Mickey. You're welcome. Wardrobes. Wardrobe. That happens. Wardrobes happen. That's right. Parents care. And you know what? You, they do, but again, we talk about keeping your mouth closed and the welcome mat open, and when it comes yeah. down to wardrobes, that needs to be one of them. So yeah. we've got another friend of the church. Hi, I'm Paprika. <laughs> <laughs> and another world racer. We have a lot of world racers here. Yeah. So I don't, I want to speak of my parents in honor. The house may burn down, but we're fine. Um, so, but there's some things that, okay, this is one thing my parents did well. When I was in high school, I was a very responsible type A kid, so they gave me a credit card, 
and it was like you know under my mom's name but my name on it and you have to be careful who you give credit cards to I do advise parents you know but I was a good kid so um, I used it wisely and it really helped me build my own credit because it was in my name and I think that set me up for success because a lot of things you know try to get an apartment try to do a lot of things you have to have a good credit score and it's kind of hard to get if you've never paid a mortgage consistently or whatever you know so I would recommend doing that if you feel like your kid is responsible um and then one thing which is good is that they gave me a lot of independence and freedom so when I went to college um I learned if I wanted to talk to my parents I would have to initiate because they never did so sometimes at first I thought it was great because I didn't want a helicopter parent. But after a while, I would recommend maybe initiating a little more. I think my parents thought, well, she's independent. She's away. Like, let her do her thing. We don't want to micromanage her life, which I do appreciate that. They never have done that. Um, they never say, oh, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? Like, all these things that they should have probably said after all these years. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> they never did that. So that I'm grateful for that because that, please don't do that to your kids. It's not nice. Um, but I would say maybe just check in every now and then um, because sometimes it does make me like kind of sad and they're kind of homebodies and they don't really ever come visit me and most of the time I've been within like three to four hour drives so I don't really think about it a lot but it does grieve me a little bit that maybe they can make a little more of an effort mm. and I am very independent and I appreciate that but I would like them to maybe be a little bit more involved and if you call me and I can't answer, that's okay. But it kind of shows you that, like, you care. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes I I kind of know, like, I'm not going to talk to them unless I call them. But if I do call them, they answer. So that's a good thing. <laughs> but, yeah, I would maybe just check in every now and then. Just the thought thought that counts, you know. Awesome. So that's I'm great. hearing I'm hearing no helicoptering and texting and calling multiple times a day, but don't go the opposite way. And not, I don't want to hear from you because it sounds like you still want to have connection with mom and dad a couple times, maybe once or twice a week or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Good. Who's next? Oh. oh. <laughs> I'm about to trash you both. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, you guys, because I'm their daughter. <laughs> Just so everyone knows. <laughs> Yes, my name's Jamie Lynn Joy. I am Steve and Julia's favorite child. (laughs) I am the only girl on the third. The end. Cool. So do I just start listing off all the things you guys have done wrong? Yes, exactly. (laughs) We've actually told them that we make mistakes and we want them to learn from our mistakes. So everybody listening, here comes a long litany of mistakes. No, actually, I'm going to save that for my personal interview okay (laughs) I'm gonna list a few things that you guys I feel like have done well all right okay okay um so I say number one which has been kind of echoed through a couple of people here is that they've appreciated when their parents have let them be independent and um you know I didn't go straight to college after high school and I was just like I want to go on the mission field and that um, was scary for to watch all of your kids go on the mission field actually but um, letting us go and letting us experience was um, a really cool thing like checking in and of course making sure we had enough in our bank account and like 
slightly helicoptering that way in like a safe manner, but still allowing us to. They're, they're laughing because I got pointed at and I'm raising my hand, so that, that was all me. <laughs> um, yeah, so I appreciate that, but I'd say the number one thing that um, has stuck with me that you guys have done really well is, um, I guess like to encompass it into one word, it would be humility. Because um, I think a lot of times parents in general won't let their adult children, for lack of a better word, I want to use the word teach, but I don't think that's what... How about speak into? Speak into, sure, or like have something of value to give to the conversation or bring Mm -hmm. to the table or something like that. So a lot of times parents will just be like, I am the older one and I am... Uh, the one that knows more and I have more life experience and all these different things. But I've appreciated that you guys have noticed that your kids as millennials and our generation have something to offer as well. And um, there was actually a letter. I don't know which one of you it was, but it was one of you. Wrote a letter to me when I was in Thailand and said, uh, Jamie Lynn, like you... Like, we pointed you to Jesus, but you sprinted after him in ways that we couldn't imagine, and we're trying to keep up. Mm-hmm. And, like, we have, we're following your, your leadership in that. And that has been something that has stuck with me for, like, years um, and that I've really appreciated is that you guys have been open and willing to learn and hear different perspectives and be challenged and um, the same way that you've thought for however many 50 60 years you're willing to like set that aside and go okay wait maybe they have something of value to bring so i've appreciated being heard that way mm-hmm. thank you you're welcome yay all right we're about halfway through this crowd who's up next everybody's looking at each other here comes right. a young man right. a young man a young man Another actor. Another actor. If my parents won an Oscar, it would be supporting actor because that's what they do. So funny, right? Um, no, I really have no idea what I'm gonna say. Um, but because because my parents are are like genuine superheroes. Um, the amount of uh, I was about I was about to cuss. I was about to go HBO. Um, the amount of the amount of crap stuff there you go that they put up with it it blows my mind on a daily basis um yeah and so i think the only thing i can say is that especially for families sorry especially for families with uh multiple kids is that uh all of your kids watch you very very closely um i that's I, i grew up just being like a Sorry, I don't know why I'm choking up. Um, I grew up being a very... I, I just watched everything. That's how I... I I'm, I'm an observer. I learn by watching and, and taking in. Um, and so that's... Especially when I got to an adult age where I could like actually remember things that are happening in my life. It was very... It, it became very clear that like my parents are clearly doing something right, so I just got to watch them do what they do. Um, and of course, nobody's perfect. They've made mistakes along the way. Um, and But I just... I, I feel like it's important to know that Especially, like, if I knew I was being watched, like, super closely, I'd want to, I don't know, not, you know, be, act better, but just, like, I guess a lead better and lead 
with example, because my parents certainly did, um, and I feel like I turned out pretty good. Um, I, so. I like to think so. Um, and you know my parents, so you are we, probably are we allowed to say we're related to his parents? Yeah, as well as well, now you just did. So. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. They're not listening to the podcast. They're not. If they do, great, they'll figure it out. Um, but. Um, but yeah, so I, it, 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 it'd be interesting to kind of, because you guys have probably heard the other side of so many things that my, you know, my parents have, have said, which would be interesting. But the only thing that like, um, I don't know, I just, I feel like uh, watching um, is important. I don't know how I'm going to close this out. So No, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, a lot of the times in the podcast we've talked about, even with raising, or uh, not raising, because you're not raising, by shifting from part, parenting to partnering, we said... A lot of times, hey, they're still watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've already, so you've already hit on something that we've already talked about. So boom, you're there. Yeah, yeah. So you're still watching them. Always watching. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah I had a conversation with my dad uh, today. We were, I was, you know, struggling with some stuff. And I was talking to him about it, um, and even just like in, you know, just like in those little beats and conversations and moments, there's you can tell he takes the time to think about what he's going to say mm-hmm. and then he says it and he Perfect. delivers it eloquently my dad is also just like yeah. a really good speaker so that's yeah, he he's, he's unique yes, he but I, I feel I feel like I don't know I feel like take those beats not just in conversations but in life because um, I don't know it really means a lot yeah. having those moments yeah. you, you are underscoring things that we've talked about so that's Perfect. awesome yeah. that's, um, because we said hey you, you got to be a good and active listener and not react yeah. and you got to see things from their standpoint yeah. because they put things together and all you got to just sit there and listen and validate that yeah. And your dad does a heck of a good job at that. Yeah. And my mom does too. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, my, yeah, mom's, yeah. my mom's a superhero. It's um, just you were talking about the conversation. I was talking about, I was talking about that specific conversation. But yeah. anyway. Nice. Sweet. Um, when do I get my paycheck? Is that uh, it's now? Yeah. Yeah. As soon as all of our podcast <laughs> listeners start sharing this more often as he crashes in the trash can, <laughs> as they share this with everybody, we start making millions of dollars off this, we'll start paying you guys. Yeah. All right. Who's next? Maximus Decimus Meridius. <laughs> Commander of the Armies of the North. Another actor. (laughs) Oh, hi. Um, I'm married to somebody in here, and you don't know who, but um, (laughs) it's Jamie Lane. I'm Taylor. Hi, I'm Taylor. (laughs) No, something I, I think I've appreciated since I've been married is love languages. I don't think I really appreciate love languages until I got married. And then it's like, wait, my wife appreciates this love language more than my love language. And as you try to give away your own love language, you don't understand why they don't ex- like receive it like you do. Like mine is acts of service. So I'm like doing things for Jamie Lynn. I'm like, why doesn't she appreciate this more, you know? <laughs> and she's like, I-, I need words of affirmation and physical touch. I'm like, but I gave you acts of service. I washed the dishes. <laughs> So as I walk through that and I'm learning, I look back at my parents who are amazing and wonderful. I think once you get in your mid-30s and higher, I'm 35 now, I'm like, man, my parents are amazing, like what they did for me. And I just appreciate them a lot more. In my 20s, I'm like, they don't understand me. But now I'm like, <laughs> they don't, but they were they love me so well. <laughs> but I think now, I think something I think parents could learn from is learning your kids' love language. Mm-hmm. And realizing, and and if your kids are married, their spouses, what are your spou- their spouse's love language? And realizing, uh, like, let's say, uh, let's say a, a, a mom or dad, they really appreciate words, but um, their 
son uh, only appreciates, I don't know, acts of service or quality time. You don't need to be upset when they're like, oh, why aren't they giving me the words I want? I'm giving them all these words. I'm telling them all these words. I think it's it's good to know what what your your son's spouse or your daughter's spouse or your in-laws, whoever, what their love language is and why they're not giving that back to you or whatever. It's like, how can I love them? Okay, words are hard for me. I'm still going to try to give words to my son or my daughter, mm-hmm. even though my love language is acts of service or my love language is quality time. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's been something I'm realizing slowly is like, Man, I need to, and I need to find out my my parents' love language and how can I love them well. So I think that's something that I've appreciated more in marriage, but now I'm like, man, I need to show that more to my parents. Mm. And if if it comes up in conversation, let them know what my love language is. That's awesome. Yeah. You could even start a podcast, the Adult Child Pivot Podcast, to learn your love language. <laughs> that's a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> All right, welcome. Who's up next? Hi guys, I'm Jewel, and that's my actual real name. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just kind of want to touch on, I'm just thankful that my parents um, actually parented me. Um, And there were a lot of times where I wanted them to see things the way I saw the world. Um, There were a lot of times where I didn't agree with decisions that they made, and um, and I'm not saying that all of the decisions they made were right. I mean, you're just figuring that stuff out. I am also the oldest, so I was the guinea pig. So I definitely don't agree with all their decisions. <laughs> um, but, you know, I look back now and I, I see how, especially compared to other people um, my age, who, when their parents were just decided to be just their friends and not their parents. Mm-hmm. Like, that makes a big difference. Like, I think I'm so much more uh, just able to do things on my own because I had parents who came alongside me and, like, helped me through life. And, like, even though we didn't always see things eye to eye, especially, like, after my first year at college and I came back and lived during that summer, that was a rough summer. Like, my mom and I probably argued almost every day. It was so rough. Because, um, you know, we were trying to figure out, like, very much, like, because I was an adult, I'd been away, I'd been doing my own things, and then I was coming back and I had some things I had to do because I was living under their roof. Um, and that was just a hard time. But I'm just so thankful that, because um, now... Now I can look back and be like, wow, I'm so glad that you guys, like, taught me what was right and taught me what was wrong and, but also gave me a space to kind of figure things out. And yes, sometimes it was like this earth shattering, terrible, awful thing. Um, But then there were other times where I was like expecting things to be awful and like, it was like one of those things where, you know, I ran into the garage support and my dad was like, yep, we'll fix it. And I was like, what? <laughs> Wait, what? Where's the big blow up? Um, but like realizing that like they just cared mm-hmm. and I know that mm-hmm. and like realizing that not always do your parents show that they care in the ways that you want them to mm-hmm. kind of going into the love languages thing and being able to give grace to your parents definitely had to learn that a lot 
But you feel like your parents gave grace to you too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I was not the most easy child. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just appreciate how much that they did and the fact that now I can be just friends with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and like they just let me they trusted me there to just make decisions. Mm-hmm. And I Indeed, so Indeed. appreciated that. Yeah. Um, because if they had just hovered or like not let me choose things, I just feel like like I wouldn't be where I am now, which is halfway across the country, pursuing something completely different from what I went to college in. And like, yes, have they expressed their concerns and <laughs> they're like, are you sure you don't want to like get a steady job with insurance and like all of those things? And, you know, they've definitely said those things, but they still know that at the end of the day, I have a good head on my shoulders because of them. Yeah. And they trust that like I'm okay that's great yeah so I just really really appreciate that thank you nice. Jewel. I'm going to take a quick second here before we get to our final uh, members of the church coming up <laughs> we, have, we have two more coming up right yeah I can count um, hey so if you want to get in touch with us there's three different ways you can do that Julie has her own website you want to give your website address Metabrick Circle no 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 no, no. <laughs> That's where we live. We go, we go through this other laugh, and we go through this almost every podcast. Meadowbrook Counseling, GA.com. Yeah, you want to spend some time with Julia, or we can talk as, as parents. You know, we're happy to spend some time there doing it. You can also reach us at parentpivotpodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page. And uh, dads, men, if you uh, want to check out my website, it's at bringingkingdom.org. So we've got another, another member of our church, which our church is called Meadowbrook Church. Yes. And we live in Meadowbrook Circle, and your practice is called Meadowbrook Counseling. It all gets very confusing. It gets very confusing. So I try to, I try to maintain order here, but we're just having some fun. So, All right. Yeah, I can't believe you almost just gave away your address to all your <laughs> listeners. <laughs> um, yeah, I couldn't think of a good enough fake name. My name is Catherine. Um, <laughs> and I think something I really appreciate about my parents is just, I think, their willingness to grow. Um, I think since I've been an adult, like, it's cool to see, like, the difference of, like, um, you know, when I also did the one-year mission trip, and um, I remember when I told them about that, they freaked out and told me all the reasons why I shouldn't do it, and, yeah, it was, like, a whole thing, but I think it's cool to see, like, um, I think it's, I think, like, three years later, sorry, trying to do math in my head. Um, (laughs) Three years later, when I told them I was wanting to move halfway across the country, they were so chill about it. They were super supportive. Um, Definitely, like, supported me, like, in front of, like, other family members that are like, what is she doing? (laughs) And so I think I really appreciate that they um, were just willing to grow and, like, learn to react well in those situations where, you know, their child's not necessarily doing, like, what they would have, you know, expected of them. And um, I think something that I think is just, like, a good thing to remember, too, is, like, for the parents, I guess, is that um, I think, like, we all do in situations, like, you need to use, like, discernment with, like, what what you're saying um, to your kids, you know? Sometimes things don't need to be said that you're saying. <laughs> um, just because it pops in your head doesn't mean you need to say it. Um, and so I think there's definitely times where, like, it's okay for you to, you know, speak into your kids' lives and, like, 
um, just like share your thoughts with them. But there's also times where like maybe you should just not say anything, you know. And so, um, yeah, yeah. Just like the book says. <laughs> You know, I'm looking around the room here. We've been talking a lot about the world race. I was going to make a plug And I'm for going, them. there are 10, we have 10 members of our church here tonight. You, sometimes we have as many as 15. And I think there's seven of you here that have been in the world race, correct? One, can raise, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Yeah, you count. Well, okay. kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You count yeah. stuff. So, yeah, so we uh, we have bonded over that. And these guys have some incredible can, experience. Can you explain that? The world race. Yeah. The World Race is part of Adventures in Mission, just up the freeway from us here in Swanee, Georgia, in Gainesville. And they go to uh, 11 countries in 11 months. And they work with different mission organizations while they're there. And then sometimes they might have one or two months where they don't know why they're in that country. And it's just, uh, they call it, what do they call it? ATL. ATL. Ask the Lord. So I know when our kids, when Jamie then went, it's like, okay, we're in, what, what country was it? Then I did Ask the Lord. India. Yeah. Nepal. Nepal. Oh. And they're there for 30 days, and they don't know what they're going to do, but they're all asking the Lord what to do. So it's amazing. In fact, I, going back to what Jamie then said earlier, I've actually, I've gone to seminary and gotten a Master of Divinity, and they don't teach some of the stuff our kids have come back, and these kids have come back and taught us here in this church, is they don't teach about the, 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 the Holy Spirit in our churches or in seminary. And I have learned more from sitting back and watching them. In fact, when we get done and we turn these mics off, we are going to go hit some praise music and some worship music and do some prophesying. And uh, they've taught me how to do that. So uh, we love that. Yeah. All right, enough talking about me. And let me just say, they're yes. not kids. They're not kids. I, I, that's just my mindset. They're not kids. They're adults. They know that. Another generation. It's a younger generation. All right. Our last, our last guest. Uh, this, this podcast is brought to you by E-Trade. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know anybody that works at E-Trade, do you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Compliance, don't come for me. <laughs> don't come for me. <laughs> um, but, you know, listening to a lot of these stories uh, is good. It, I, I think parents don't get enough, you know, credit because they're expected to be perfect, you know. Um, it's, I don't know what it's like to be a parent. But I know what it's like to be a kid and the kind of flack that you can give your parent. So, so um, they don't they don't uh, really get enough credit. And which kind of segues me into my my parents. So they. Well, I want to start off by saying like my parents grew up in very very rough conditions. So my my dad was out of the house by the time he was sixteen, mm. and my mom grew up in during a time, and in a part of the country where. She was bottom of the totem pole. So they had, to, they had to grow up, you know, pretty hard, pretty rough. And they were very, very strict, which can be good, yeah. can be bad, you know, depending on who you ask. But, but you know, it, I, I respect everything they've done, um, and I appreciate everything they've done. But it, it, it can drive a wedge, you know, mm-hmm. because they've experienced, pardon my friends, they, they, they've experienced every, you know, part of hell that this world yeah. can throw at you, you yeah. know. And you can say hell on the podcast. Okay, well, they did. <laughs> they did. And, you know, as parents, you don't want your children right. to experience that. And, and they've done their absolute best to try to keep me from that. But with that, it can, it can some helicoptering can come about, you know, um, which, you know, it can drive a wedge. And, and, and it's hard to talk to them, you know, after yeah. that point. Yeah. Even when you get to adults, you know. Right. They, but, you know, they've. They didn't really have that, you know, person that they could go to about, you know, different struggles or there was no yeah, counselors. 
That's why we're here doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, there was no counselors for him back then. They, you know, my dad was in Vietnam, uh, and he just had to come home and, and deal with a lot of his stuff. Uh, and, you know, my mom, she, they just didn't have anything for it. And she grew up in Alabama, so, mm. you know, it was very rough. And um, they just had to, you know, take the world as it, as it came to them. Mm. And they, I would like to say they've done a very, very, very good job uh, at raising me. They've, they've given me everything that they didn't have. Mm. Um, they've, my dad is, my, my dad and my mom have brought me up to be a man, mm. you know. Um, so I guess that's really what I want to do, just, uh, just appreciate Mm. Uh, everything that they've done. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank that. you for sharing that. I, I want to kind of expand on that a little bit because that you brought up some good points about, uh, and you don't need to sit there if you don't want to, um, <laughs> just the fact that we as parents all have our own background and we all come with our own baggage yep. and our baggage can define how we choose to raise our children. Um, so based on our background, we can have certain fears in us and it's those fears that lead us sometimes into raising our children the way that we do and if you've never had anybody to help walk you through that and like right where do you go from there you just exactly yeah I, I and i can even use myself as a point of reference that i was raised with an alcoholic father and that definitely played into how i raised my kids and alcohol in my life and in their life and the fears were very real still are I mean it's like you know that's just something that you never see your kids go through so all that to say I I just parents if you're out there and you haven't dealt with your crap I'm gonna say that whoa now we can sell hell and crap on the podcast if you haven't dealt with your crap get the help don't carry it down to the next generation go get the help figure it out and um, it will help you be a better adult parent. Right. And we really have a heart for working with um, parents that have their issues. And I know a lot of times it can be, it can be very, it's very fearful to work on things like that because I feel shame. I feel less than. Guess what? We're all in that same boat. And, and we just want to help you through that and stuff. That's why we're here doing the podcast and things. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks, you guys. You guys are awesome. What I, you know what I loved about listening to all 10 of these Adults. Um, every one of them came up here and talked about what they appreciated about their parents. Yeah. I, there was no trash in the parents. There was no blame in them. They all have hearts of gold that love Jesus first. Um, and they're just a joy to be around. And like yes. I said, we're going to flip these mics off and we're going to go, um, we're going to raise the raptors here this, and, and then have church tonight. So guys, thanks for being here. We appreciate y'all being here. Um, anything else before we go? Nope, that's it. All right, we will guys, we will see you guys next time on the Parent Pivot Podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.